Okay, so one of my favorite movies growing up was Cadillac Records. And I really liked this movie called Dirty when I was younger. I was watching both of them today. And of course, I understand I'm supposed to be cutting down on entertainment, but as long as you can learn from the movie or if you're looking for messages from God in the movie, I think that it's not as big of a deal. And the reason why I say it's not as big of a deal because, you know, I could always be reading my Bible or worshiping instead. It's always better. But I just remember being younger and watching this movie Dirty. This movie always hit home for me. Like, it made me extremely... I don't want to say it made me extremely sad. It did sadden me. It's a sad story, but it definitely got me thinking. I feel that it helped shape my character when I was younger. And it's contributing to who I am today. But just to summarize the video, the movie, for anyone who hasn't seen it, which... When I watched it, I wondered, like, this is such a good movie. Why doesn't everybody talk about this? And I didn't realize how popular the movie already was. So a lot of people may have already seen this movie. But just to summarize it, there's a cop who has a partner. He's dirty. And this cop is going through PTSD because he killed an innocent man for this for his partner because they believe that this man was holding a weapon. Unfortunately, he may have been of Hispanic or Latino descent and his partner was black. His The black guy was a dirty cop and the person that he shot was Hispanic or Latino. It seems as if the narrative continuously in the movie is continuously about him sticking up for his people so it feels like the backstory or a little bit of you know the reasoning behind him getting into his line of work is so that he can make a difference in his own community and so him having to kill one of his own for his partner who was black you can tell that it it personally hits home a little more for him the fact that this man was one of his own or it could have been one of his own. You know, he said, he speaks about how it's not difficult to kill a gangster or, you know, a criminal. Because that's what he's supposed to be doing. That's his job. But for him to have killed an innocent man for his partner, it really is affecting him in the way that it's affecting his work every day now. I think that he is questioning his position and his entire career at this point. Now, lately in this process, I really have been caring, comparing the position that God is bringing me to and placing me in to police officers and their job. Because you want to believe that they are here to serve and protect. But oftentimes, 
they are seen as the enemy, especially in a black community or especially in Hispanic or Latino communities because oftentimes minorities are targeted by police officers. Now, as much as I've learned in this process, I feel that it's been exposed that we possibly aren't as targeted by the police as we would like to believe, but the fact of the matter is maybe that's just not true. Maybe either is not true. You know, it really depends on what it it depends. You know, it's I just feel that a lot of times things are extremely overhyped by the media. The media makes it look like we can't even go outside without being shot down by the police in the street for doing nothing. And maybe that is happening, but it's just not necessarily true. My personal experience with the police, even before even things being exposed as much as they have been lately, my personal experience with them is, yes, they can be a little stereotypical and sometimes even like prejudice, but, you know, most of the time, like, no, it's not even the most of the time. I You encounter different police officers, but I just want to say that they just don't seem as monstrous as, I don't know, I just haven't encountered as many monstrous police officers as the media portrays there to be. So it's, it just brought this question to my heart and to my mind, like, so what is the reason for them villainizing the police officers? And in the process of this, the reason why I let that que- that that whole entire question go, even though it played a part in this journey I've been on, I let the entire question go because I realized when you're fighting in the spirit for God, when you're on it, when you're in a spiritual battle, you're when you're a spiritual warfare against Satan, you battle all the same demons that these police officers are out here battling every single day, and you don't get to call the police. You become the police. When you are a warrior for Christ, you become the police. You notice there's, you know, a, there's, there's, there's a, I noticed even a consistent pattern. Like a lot of people who have suited up, whether fire, whether firefighters, police officers, doctors, Marines, whether they're in the army, in the Navy, oftentimes they teach you about having faith in God. A lot of times they, they strengthen your faith in God because they want to give you not even something to believe in as if God is just something to believe in, but they want to give you, you know, they, they show you a path to faith. And I feel like they incorporate it a lot of times in your training, in your lifestyle, in order to keep you, you know, I think it, it strengthens you. It strengthens your heart. It strengthens your integrity. It encourages integrity. It encourages a lot of these different things about yourself that will keep you fighting for the right reasons. Because, yes, there are corrupt police officers. Yes, there are corrupt, you know, officials in this world. But oftentimes, God, he keeps you on a straight and narrow. So... I feel that this is why oftentimes you see you see it in these areas of in these careers. 
excuse me, not that, not that this is the only time you'll see it, but I just noticed it and I felt as if, you know, before I should see them as an enemy, maybe I should start seeing them as allies. Because oftentimes you you just never know how they can contribute to, you know, saving your life. That's what they're here to do. And they fight for justice and so does God. God is a God of justice. So I don't think that I should see them as enemies. And I feel like pretty much what I'm trying to say is that I'm not going to let anybody else think for me when it comes to after police or the police is this, the police is that. Even though I've noticed in this experience, like it felt as if I was being, you know, it felt as if I was being brutally murdered in front of the whole world and I couldn't even call the police for help. They never showed up for me. So I felt that they, I had to count them entirely out. As, you know, as a form of help. So it almost felt as if, so what is the point? What am I seeing? When I see police cars, when I see police officers, when I see them in these suits and I see these police departments and I can't even call on them, but my life is being continuously threatened every single day. It's like it's all just a show. So I started to lose faith in that period, and I just said people are people. They put on a really good show, making you believe as if you can't even depend on them. But then you start fighting for God, and God brings you to certain levels with him. He starts showing you showing you the evil in, these, the evil in this world, and you find yourself... You know, not being able to even reach out for them, to them for help because they are controlled as well. They are controlled. I've tried. I tried calling the police here. I tried calling the police in Mexico. I tried calling the police. Yes, I did. And they called me a rat as if I was ever on their side. So that's something that was brought to my attention earlier. I remember that they called me a rat. And I was just like, why? I don't understand, you know, criminal mentality, you know. You try and drag someone into the lifestyle you chose and choose for them and then expect them to remain loyal to your lifestyle choice. I don't want to be here. Nobody ever wanted to, you know, ruin other people's lives with you. I'm not a hateful bastard. That's you. Why do I have to... Remain loyal to you and somehow I get caught a rat as if I chose this for myself. I see if I wanted to be with you. I see if I wanted to be around this. I see if I chose this for myself. Then by then I would be a rat. But I can never be a rat if I never chose this lifestyle. I never will. I'm consistently and constantly fighting you. That's the one thing that has not changed. Everything else has changed besides the fact that I am fighting you every single day. I don't want you. I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want this. But you can still call me a rat. And some. I just feel like that's not delusional. That's not delusional. 
No one trusts you because you're a rat. I don't want you to trust me. I think I've made it extremely clear how I'm extremely against everything that you're for if you're for that. So, oftentimes, you know, as you can see, it's difficult for me to get along with people. They don't like me. They hate me. But you're supposed to because I hate your lifestyle. I don't support I don't support it. I don't agree with it. If if I ever get the opportunity and every every opportunity that I get and I have the ability to take, I'm going to try and destroy everything you're trying to build. Yes. If I have the ability to, I will. And somehow you have misconstrued it as I'm on your side. How? But see, this is why you can't let the devil get in your head. Because he knows it's very clear. He know what no, no means. He knows what yes means. He's ignoring the yeses and he's pushing through to the noes. He don't want you there by choice because he wants to torture you. And for some reason he feels as if it's better to operate in fear. I'd rather have someone who fears me remaining loyal to me or on my side and no matter of fact I take that back because I don't fear the devil but oftentimes just feel like you know I I just I, I, I can't I can't make sense of it you know I understand that the devil admires a lot of the qualities and believers of Christ we worship him by choice we have undevoted love to him. We want him to have our undivided, unconditional love and attention. We choose him. We want him. We die for him. Satan wants that really bad. So he likes to try and pretend as if you're already on his side, as if you're already with him, as if you're already, you know, a part of what he's doing, a part of his army. As he tortures you for not being that. It's delusional. But the fact of the matter is. You know. We have to come completely out of these. Out of sin. We just have to come completely out of sin. If we do not come completely out of sin. He will, he will still have valid reasons to attack. <gasps> Excuse me. He'll still have valid reasons to attack. And it's not fair. It's not fair. We should be off limits. We shouldn't be able to be touched. But... We are. And as unfair as it is, the only thing we can do at that point is take responsibility for whatever reason we're giving him or whatever opportunity we're allowing him and eliminate it. So I do everything in my power to take advantage of that. Yet it's still stressing me. But all that being said, this movie Dirty. Growing up, I saw it, 
And what I noticed was, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna lie, even then and now, my my mindset was, why does it have to be the black guy that's the dirty cop? Why does it have to be him? But maybe that's the whole point. Why does it have to be him? Why do we assume these positions when we are already at a disadvantage in this world? Why would you allow yourself to be a dirty cop as hard as you've worked in your career in order to to gain trust? Because I know that they work the black cops and the Hispanic and Latino cops way harder to prove that they are actually, you know, in it for the right reasons. Because they don't already even trust us. They're already... They're already, you know, suspicious of our kind. So why would you even allow yourself to be an example of that narrative? Like, why do we allow that for ourselves? Why do we do that? You know, I know I'm going to be seen as a stereotype, so I'm going to go be one. Sometimes that just breaks my heart and it really frustrates me. You know, you finally get in a position in order to represent our community correctly. And you decide to be everything they thought that you were going to be. Making it harder for someone else just like you as if it wasn't already hard enough to come along and somehow make a difference in that position. Which is probably the reason or the main idea of you ever being in it. So that broke my heart from the jump. It's a black guy. And... They're already watching you, suspicious of you. And by the time they're not, you do that. And then it makes you wonder, like, the only time they're not watching you is when you're already, you know, you're already showing signs of becoming that anyways. It makes you wonder if the whole time they were plotting and planning on your demise anyways hoping that you will become corrupt or hoping that they could put a corrupt black officer out there in order to somehow continue and push this narrative. This is why we don't hire black officers. This is why you don't see them often. Or, you know, you just decided to do that after you've gained trust, creating a distrust in your own community, and it's unfair. But then I started not feel as bad about saying to myself, you know, some people would say, I, I, I feel good seeing a black man in uniform. And I say to myself, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't, I don't see it as a noble thing. You don't get any extra points with me for that. And that's how I felt before. I felt like a black person in uniform would. Like, you may not be doing it for my respect, nor, or you may not even care, but I don't see you as, you know, making a difference like you thought you did. You're probably thinking I'm going to make a difference from the inside out, and they're just changing you from the inside out, actually. Turning you into one of them where you barely make an impact, 
But any impact at all is still an impact. And I'm starting to see things differently because look at the position that I'm in. Maybe this has even contributed to the reason why God is allowing me to be in a position that I'm in and has me on the mission that he has me on. Oftentimes, all I hear from people around me, especially my own people, you're barely making a difference. It's not worth it. Like, you look stupid. And, you know, what you think you're supposed to get some respect from me for what you're doing? You know, you really just, you know, a white man's pawn or something of that nature. I've heard it all. And I can just imagine this is exactly what they possibly hear on an everyday out here fighting for our lives. Not that I I technically agree wholly with the police thing because where are you when I need you? Where have you been when I needed you? Unless, of course, it's about some silly stuff that, that makes me feel as if you're actually a pawn of Satan. But... That being said, I don't want to lose hope that there are some good God-fearing police officers out here that possibly would risk their lives, their jobs, their careers, their everything in order to save someone's life and pertaining or similar to a situation in which I am in right now, where you are fighting the industry, you are fighting satanic forces, you are fighting different individuals who intend to kill you in order to get you out of the way because they somehow have some sort of contract or deal with the devil. Blood curses, generational curses, you know, an entire plot to sacrifice and kill someone, you know, using witchcraft in order to somehow, you know, plant your feet in the industry so that you can become a millionaire, cheating your way, you know, to whatever position and you just on a fast track to hell. You know, I still want to believe that there are officers out here that if I ever encountered them, if that's what God intended, that they would still fight on my behalf. I just haven't encountered them. And that's just 98% of this population is not going to help or care. So that's why I say people are people. Officer or not. So... That you don't bleed um, red anymore. You bleed blue thing is is nonsense. It's nonsense. They're still human. But everyone is so driven and drawn by money. This movie shouldn't have been shouldn't have been as surprising as it was. Yeah, it still was. But regardless, you know, I remember watching this movie when I was younger and it made me sad because the good cop was Hispanic and the bad cop was black. He was corrupt. And I just felt like we already have enough bad. We already it's already enough bad light shit on our community. But would they still why would they still put a movie out and it's already enough bad sh- light shit on our community? Because there's still a message in this movie that matters. So despite all of the, you know, Hollywood talk, how they already are villainizing black people and don't really care for that in that manner and how there's an entire narrative in order to keep our entire community down, keep us from 
recognizing who we truly are deep inside of our hearts that we really are the chosen holy nation, the chosen nation of God. We are supposed to operate with integrity and love and care and compassion in our everyday lives all day, all the time. It's supposed to be rare for you to see, you know, a corrupt one of us rather than rare for you to see a good one of us, a really good one of us, you know, but I felt that Hollywood has pushed, has fed into this narrative for many years, but this is, and and back when I saw this movie, I truly believed it, but now I just see it so much differently, but still, regardless of it, regardless of it, you know, this movie hit home for me because I still sympathize with the uh, the officer, the good officer. I sympathize with him as much as I wanted to sympathize with the black officer. I wanted to say, you don't know how much harder it is for him. You don't know everything he's been through. You don't know how he probably tried his best to be the best, most outstanding officer he could have possibly been for so long. But he felt pressured or, you know, after all that he's seen and been through, after all that he's experienced in the line of duty, that he, that's how he became feeling as if he could, it was impossible to make a difference in this world as corrupt as the different individuals around him and the examples of white officers getting away with everything, but him doing everything in his power to cover for everybody probably led him down that path. Regardless of whatever reason, you never give up on that. You just never give up on doing good. It's no excuse for it. So that's also a message I got. No matter how much you probably had to go through and whatever direction that you chose to go in that requires for you to be a good person that requires for you to show up each and every single day as your best self you just never stop doing it because at the end of the day it won't have made a difference or have mattered if you allow all your hard work to go in vain and that's something that I'm reminded today it's something that I'm reminded lately you know I fought so hard to get to this point and I've been doing everything I possibly could but what I got the message that I got and the reminder that I was getting was what does it matter if you don't finish strong if I give up if I quit if I turn if I allow them to change me if I allow them to win if I don't complete this mission as I'm intended to Nothing that I did will have even mattered. It will all have been in vain. The devil wants you to believe, oh, it won't all be in vain. But that's just something that he tries to do to ease you into doing that. Ease you into giving up. Ease you into quitting. Ease you into switching up. But what would you ever look like if you ever joined the side that you've been fighting the entire time? I promise you they won't welcome you warmly. And if they do, you cannot trust it. I was reminded that, you know, if you become a pastor and you do everything you can to bring believers over to Christ, you torture these demons in hell. You torture the demons that attack these believers. You torture these demons in this world. And if you ever so find yourself off that path, if you ever switch sides and you join the enemy, and then you die and go to hell, they are waiting for you as if they are going to have the biggest party for you. Because they are going to torture you a million times more than they would torture a non-believer. Because guess what you did your entire lifestyle, your entire lifetime before you switched? You tortured them every single day. When you are a believer, when you fight for Christ, when you pray, when you operate in the Holy Spirit, 
You're torturing these demons every day. They hate you. You cannot lose. You cannot switch up. Because it will not have mattered. Solomon. God turned his back on because he decided to worship false gods. I wonder every day that Solomon go to hell. Because if Solomon did, to go to hell and be amongst each and every single last demon that you conquered in your lifetime, imagine what that's like. So, these things are serious. It's, it's really important for you to finish strong. I started to feel like, well, then I could have honestly... I could have honestly not have fought so hard to begin with, and it feels just more important for me to finish strong. Kind of like when you start, you know, when you want to go work out, but you start sprinting instead of jogging. You have to pace yourself. If you sprint, you will never finish that track. You will never finish that few miles you need to get done. You will have made it a quarter mile. You'll be out of breath. You have to jog and pace yourself. From the jump. But how was I supposed to know that? Everything hit me like a truck. So now I feel like I'm dealing with burnout. And so many different parts or portions of myself was to give up. I'm doing everything in my power not to. I don't believe that I will. God has shown me a prophecy that states that I won't. But why would Satan be so confident in destroying my destiny and my future? I know he's a liar and he's delusional, but he's obviously done it before. Look at all these different individuals doing the things that they're doing, operating in the lifestyles that they're operating, operating in the manner of the lifestyles that they're operating in. Look at them. Is it possible that they started off the way that I did? And if so, how's my destiny so sure? But God is the truth, and I won't let I won't allow Satan to give me to doubting him or that. That being said, the good cop, he suffers from PTSD. He keeps seeing blood on his hands. It reminds me of Bible references. The entire movie reminds me of Bible references. As I said, they incorporate faith a lot of times in in a lot of these career choices, similar career choices, and I believe that the message was was what it was. He says in the movie, don't mess with Jesus. And I feel that the message is clear. So... This corrupt cop pulls him into an entire day in the buckle of, you know, mess and nonsense and corrupt activity where it leads them to a place where they have to play Russian roulette and choose whether to kill your partner or kill yourself. The good cop chose to kill himself over his partner, but the bad cop chose to kill his partner. His partner died right there. And they rubbed his hands in the blood because they said that the blood was on his hands. When he went and got back in his car, he saw his dead partner. Just like his partner 
having seen the innocent man that he had killed on his behalf the entire time. So, it's sad because it feels as if things are coming back around full circle for both of them the entire movie. And then someone comes and kills this man. You know, probably when he was about to continue on on that path or maybe he had learned this lesson. Regardless, they came to kill him. He died. He was killed. And that's the end of the movie. All you can see is his dead ghost partner in the passenger seat. And it's super scary because the first question I I asked myself is, did he go to hell or heaven? Was he going to hell because of that innocent man he killed? Although it was seemingly an accident. Or did he go to heaven because of how self-sacrificial he was? I feel that the way that that man looked when he showed up in his car, he went to hell. And it just it just hit me so hard. Like, you could do everything you can to fight for somebody and to sacrifice yourself for someone else in order to see them not go down the wrong path. At the end of the day, if you die in a line of fire, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you a spot in heaven. You don't automatically get God's sympathy on that behalf. God will tell you you're wrong still. It doesn't matter the reason why you did it. It doesn't matter the reason why you fought so hard. It doesn't matter how self-sacrificial or the intentions really that you had in the process. You should have gotten away from this corrupt individual and maybe your life would have been spared. So oftentimes at the end of the day, no matter how hard you want to save somebody, you're just as wrong just for staying around them. No matter what it is that your intent is, without them, you possibly could have saved a hundred more lives, a million even. But because you're allowing these individuals around you to continuously hinder and affect your progress as corrupt as they are, you know it. That can fall on you. They won't care. They don't care. You see it. You have to save yourself. You have to get out of that situation on your own. And that's what I feel like was on my heart today. I fight so hard for my family. These different individuals around me. Oftentimes I'm asking and wondering why God is still allowing me to suffer in the process. He constantly tells me. You know. No matter how hard it is to let them go, no matter how hard it is to walk away from their situation, I don't care how long you've known them, how much you love them, or what what happens to them if you walk away, you just need to do it. Do not be unequally yoked. If that cop had decided to switch partners or walk away from him it, you know, sooner, then things wouldn't have been the way that they were. He was already corrupt. And he knew it. We choose to ignore these things and God chooses to ignore us. So I feel that I'm battling that and I'm dealing with that. And it's so unfair. It feels so unfair. But, you know, what, what, how, how easy is it to love those who love you? You're no better than a heathen. 
Even a heathen can love those who love them. So if you're holding on to these people you love so much just because you love them, you're being selfish. They've already shown you who they are. They're not fighting for the same reason. They don't love you. So it's easier and better for you to just abandon them. The issue with this, though, is fighting for them and deciding to continue on down a path that I've been on is what led me to my purpose and my destiny. So would I have gotten it if I didn't? Sometimes God to me can be so confusing. You want me to come out from underneath them? You want me to learn how to not, you know, continuously enable or support the things that they're doing, learn how to do it, learn how to let go, except for holding on to them is somehow seemingly, you know, exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So maybe it's because I need to be hurt so bad that I have to let go. But it feels as if even God is pushing me past that. So I really don't understand. I don't. They choose to do whatever it is that they're doing with their lives. And it seems as if I cannot even escape it. Like somehow I'm supposed to be just somebody else. This is who I am. And that's who they are. So why even... Keep me around them, you know? And it's like, maybe I should have taken the advice, screaming at me every day, get from around and run. Never look back. But they feel inescapable. They feel inescapable. Like, how can I run away from them when these are generational curses on my bloodline? A lot of these people, oftentimes I'm not even in the same country as them and they're still affecting me because it's a bloodline curse. So how can I get away from them? It's a mental thing. So I don't want to start blaming God, but sometimes I just feel like, why even make them my family? You put me in this family. I was born into this family. And you knew that they would be everything that they were. You knew that they would never accept me in the position that you would one day raise me up to be in. So why ever even make them my family? But everything happens for a reason. I don't want to complain, excuse me, because so much that I've had to deal with or experience in the process of being associated with them has made me everything that I am and every day that I, everything that I want, I will one day be. And so one day I will be thankful. I will be thankful to have been, you know, you know, related to them. Not that we were late. I don't think we ever had. And it's also something that I woke up this morning wondering about. We've never really had much in common. You know? But this is the process of God exposing that. Not that it hasn't already been obvious. I had a vision this morning. I woke up. And I was in this place and I was eating. Then I was in a room with them, my brother and my sister. And I was laying on the couch, but
But then I jumped up and something just felt weird. Something felt off. Something felt bad. And I felt I was being mistreated. Like, shut up. Who asked you? Who's talking to you? I better not hear you talking or just, you know, just disrespect, you know, and unappreciation and just like singling me out like they it feels that they've always been doing my entire life, you know, mistreating me. And I can't really do much about it because of the position that I'm in. You know, all I can do is praise Jesus and, you know, fight very hard towards Christ and they all just fight me. So it's extremely difficult because it seems as if they take every side or any side of anybody who is against me. And it's all out of hatred and jealousy of my destiny. And I feel so, you know, oftentimes I just feel very upset about it because it feels like God should be doing more. But I can't even have a bad attitude. You know, and I'm not even super mad about that. It's just about, like, does God somehow expect for me to have an attitude where I feel as if I deserve this type of behavior? Because that's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even reflective of everything he's ever taught me. He's never taught me to not know my worth or love myself enough to, be, to understand what I deserve. Reciprocity. Love. He don't treat me this way. So why would he ever want me to allow myself to be treated that way? But it feels as if the more, the more that I do not allow myself to be treated this way, the more wrong that I am. But, you know, some people will say that this is a good thing. I'm tired of hearing it. You know, how, how long do you have to, you know, hear that this is a good thing before you actually start to feel as if it is yourself? Like, or things actually start to become good things to you. Like, can I get a real good thing where I don't have to question that it's a good thing? That's who God is. God provides like that. So what is this? But I walk up to my family and they look over their shoulder as if, like, I shouldn't even be touching them as if I'm a peasant or something. What they eat in my face and brag about how, you know... Yep, and we eating off of you. And we still don't care. We still can disrespect you if we feel like it. When we feel like it, and what are you going to do about it? This is how my family is treating me. And so-called family, and I'm just like doing everything in my power just to be like, no, it's okay. You know, I'm just glad you're eating. And, you know, I've been through this entire process. I should know better right now than be triggered by this. I know that it's Satan just trying to pull a reaction out of me really bad in order to somehow introduce switching sides. When each and every single time that I'm not paying attention, he's over on their side. Anybody who's for me trying to get them to switch up on me. Yet still... Regardless of what Satan is doing, this is still frustrating. This is still hurtful. This is still, you know, painful, painful experience to be dealing with regardless. Like, yeah, I know what Satan is doing. That's supposed to negate the fact that this thing hurts me every single time. And sometimes I wonder about God because it's like, God, it's like, you see what I'm exposing. You see 
who I what I'm up to. You you see everything that I'm showing you. And so this just means that you're supposed to trust me. And I'm like, okay. And you see too. You see that it's hurting me. You see that I'm frustrated. You see that this, I don't feel that this is fair. You see that they're getting away with these things still. You see it too. But I'm wrong. I know God sees it. Because if I ever for a split second think about trading on him for Satan, he's right there. Jealous. He's a jealous God. But all throughout this entire process, when I'm being mistreated in his name, it seems I can't even get a response. That's also something I noticed. I was talking to, I was watching a sermon from this pastor. He spoke to God and God spoke right back. And it showed me that he really was ignoring me. And I had to say to myself, well, why would God be ignoring you? Or maybe it's because you're ignoring him when he's asking you to do certain things. But what frustrates me is how he gives you so much when you already can't take what you have. And then he says that he'll never give you more than you can handle because he knows that you can handle it. And I've been to a place where I feel like this is extremely too much. This is just way, just way too much more than I can handle. But it's a lie of Satan, but somehow I'm supposed to. What I'm saying is God knows how I feel. He knows my heart. He knows where I'm at. And so he knows how I feel about this pressure. He knows how I feel about all of this and he still allows this to continue. This is becoming so frustrating to me. But I don't want to become one of them. I don't want to hate God. I don't want to be spiteful towards God. I don't want to join Satan's side just to do everything I can to hurt God, no matter what it does to me. I don't get, I don't gain anything from that. And I suffer so much on his behalf as I am supposed to, but it just feels like, why does it feel so much easier, so much more natural to be sinful, to be like them? Like, if I was suffering a million years in order to sin, it would feel like a day compared to suffering a day. For a guy, it feels like a million years. Why does he allow that? Of course, by then, it's going to be difficult for people to choose God. He has the ability to subside a lot of this extra negativity, satanic behavior. He has the ability to do it, and he's not. It's a test of faith. It's a test of trust in him. And it's like, but you already know what I have. And if you know and you believe in me, then why am I always being tested? God will say, I know who you are. I know who you'll be. I believe in you. But it feels as if 
you're in control of these situations and these your you know these situations are presented with all these different individuals who seemingly don't know or don't believe in me. You're in control of that. Is that you? Do you know? No, I know you know, but why, you know, why are you allowing why are you speaking through them in that way? When you know. And then you want to say, well, that's Satan. But you can't even give him that much credit. God is in control of everything. So, it's frustrating for me. And this is why I felt as if lately, you know, what's the point in getting up? What is the point in getting up? I don't want to go back to a place where I was. I don't want to give up on God. I don't want to hurt anybody in a process because I'm so eager to see some other outcome. I don't want to become bitter, miserable, resentful, or spiteful towards God. I do not hate him. I do not hate Satan. I do not hate anybody. I do not want to hate anybody. I don't want enemies. I don't want to make this a competition. I want to continue on down the path that God has destined for me. And I just start. (sighs) I never really let it settle in that the hard part's done. Or that it's, it's not so much more hard work to be done as it is. In the process of this, that this is not going to get extremely more difficult. But I think that I'm starting to realize more lately, like this is just going to be extremely more difficult. There's no telling how long it's going to take. I got that message that it may happen sooner than you even know. But I feel like what what is more accurate is that there's no telling how much longer this is going to take. And I feel that God feels like it's fine. As long as I, I choose to allow you to suffer for this, it should be worth it. And I'm human. So, yeah, it starts to affect me it could affect me it hasn't but it could it's hurtful but I can't let Satan gain on my heart or my mind I felt that the very demon that was ripped off of me had sunk its tentacles back into my back and somehow it was supposed to be my fault even though I fought and did everything I possibly could to do everything that God required of me I don't want to believe anything that they tell me but if God truly made me stronger than this thing then why is this thing so affecting me like this I only have myself to blame one day I'll probably understand more but it's happening now it's not happening the one day when I understand more so maybe I'm meant to understand now not only that 
just uh it felt like what was said like you know i pulled a demon off of her she'll run right get right back up she'll never have learned nothing and run right back to or put her in that situation but it's like i felt like out of all the fighting and everything and all the suffering i had to go through it's amazing to me how you know that scene as someone pulling it off of me because I seen what it's like for someone to pull it off of me. You know, that's totally different. I fought this thing off of me for an entire year and I still am. So that's not even the case, but I saw that. I saw that that was what was said about me and I just feel like, I don't know. This is my destiny, but it's not an excuse to feel as if I can be abused and mistreated just because I'm not going anywhere or this is what I have to do, you know? I feel like, man, what do you, who do you have to be? What do you, what is it? But another thing, you know, It's weird because, like, I know it's true, but I still feel like it's wrong. Like, that's wrong about me. That's not true, you know? Looking at all the aspects of everything, you know, I fight so hard every single day to keep from seeing diff- different things happen when other people, they don't even try. And things just work out for them. And maybe I can, you know, take solace, take comfort in the fact that one day they're going to have to go through everything I'm going through and they're going to be taken through everything I'm being taken through just because things are just so easy for them but one day maybe they won't you know sometimes you can't help who you're born to be and you suffer for it and it's so unfair that you have to understand other people when they're being shown certain things certain you know special treatment because people feel bad for who they're born to be like God made both of us and because he made me the way I am I'm you feel as if I'm better other people treat me that way and he made you the way that you are and you're still afforded all these other you know responsibilities because of the way people treat you but I didn't choose to treat you like that I don't treat you like that why do I have to suffer but I guess that's not enough you know humility for God so I have to learn humility right now and I'm doing everything that I can to do that but I get so frustrated as I said and there's so many different ways that I can act out and I don't it's not because I'm not brave enough. It's because I don't, I'm just not that kind of person. But, you know, as I said, I'm not going to start thinking that the way to handle this is to get back at God and start being spiteful and hateful towards him. I'm going to continue on down a path that I've been going on because this is what I want. But, man...
Like, it never made sense to me. None, none of the things that people used to say about God, it never made sense to me. And I never cared. I never felt as if they were right in any kind of way. And I did not care as much sense it made to them. And I, yes, it may have been hard for me to see it from their perspective. And I wanted it so bad to give them the benefit of the doubt. But that's one thing. I never compromised my belief in him. I never compromised the way I felt about him. I never compromised, you know, that part. I would say out of all the re- things and the reasons in the world that it is to probably feel that way by now. I don't care my God is who my God is. And I just never, you know, debated that. But now it's like, it's a whole different level of it because it's like you're here, you're right here. And I know it's not true, but yet still, like, you know, you're not trying very hard to make it make sense to me but you I see I've seen you do it so I don't want to question God's character I really don't really but also advice, like, am I supposed to take every all the advice that I'm getting? Because even some advice was, you know, sometimes when you go exactly in the direction you're fighting so hard is when things work out for you. So I'm supposed to go and worship Satan? I'm supposed to give up my faith? I'm supposed to give up on God right now? Just let it go, oh, whatever. I want to be spiteful and hateful, bitter and miserable and resentful now. And so God, and then that's when God decides to move in my life? What type of stuff is that? I don't want to have to be the one sheep that went astray in order to get attention. I can stay with the 99 and and trust that God, you know, sees me and hears me all the same. He's a good shepherd. He's attentive. He knows what we all need. And just because he left the 99 and find the one doesn't mean that the 99 aren't loved just as much. So... I don't want that and I'm tired of these bad influences I'm tired of these black these bad energies around me what do I have to do and now I don't have to run away from my home I don't have to run away from the people I love I don't have to change my entire life around in order for me to feel and receive a move of God so I'm just asking for God to pour down some sort of option some way out something anything understand like I know you do understand like you claim you do it's frustrating me. I'm supposed to believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, how long do you have to be in a tunnel, though? 